Hello and welcome back to the Made in Brunel podcast. My name is Toby Crabtree. And I'm Paranvir Bachu. And you can consider this somewhat of a pirate episode, I guess, because we are still in Karis's basement. We are. We are. We've kind of cobbled together, using what we've found here, some some form of transmitting equipment. We've got it all hooked up with some dodgy wiring. It's kind of like Iron Man. A little bit. A little bit we've, like we've, Iron we've, Man. We've, we've, I, a, impre- a whole lot less impressive... But it is kind of like we've just cobbled some things together, minus the flamethrower. Minus the flamethrower. And we're both still alive. One that's of us has, true. Well, yeah. For now, anyway. One, yes. of us, one of us hasn't been killed, tragically. Um, it's unfolded yeah. underground. Unfolded underground. There we go. <laughs> this brand this year could have so many spin-offs, and I love it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, for one week only, you've got uh, myself and Pav back, and... We're just going to go through, basically, and, and do a little bit of a catch-up. Uh, remind you that we're, we're still alive. Um, and kind of take you through what, what well, we've missed, I guess. I think we've missed a couple of things. Mm. Um, a lot of things have happened on the Instagram, I think. Uh, have, you know, yeah. So uh, I think it might be best we just go through the Instagram and yeah, see what's yeah. up. Well, I mean, I mean, the first thing that springs to mind is your, your attempts at becoming a GQ model. Oh, thank you very much. But yes. uh, um, without meaning to sound rude, you're not the star of the show. <laughs> no, in that no. Photo. The star of the show is undoubtedly what? Well, what is the name? Fold Modern. Fold Modern. Is that an exclusive? That is an exclusive. It's exclusive reveal that the name of that shirt is Fold Modern. Fold Modern. Yeah. And can people expect more fold-related bits of merch coming out? They absolutely can. I don't want to spoil anything. No, no, no. no. But um, oh, you've obviously you've se- you've seen that shirt. Yeah. And if you haven't, go to the Instagram and check it out. Yeah. Um, but you've seen that shirt. You've seen the prizes for the Bake Off, mm-hmm. which we'll chat mm-hmm. about in a moment. But we have a lot more merch uh, on the way. Um, so be on the lookout for that, basically. That's super exciting. And am I right in thinking that it's going to be one of the first times that the merch, the Made in Brunel merch, has been sold online? I think you're... Yeah, I think that's absolutely correct. We've, we were... Uh, we're, again, this is another exclusive. Another exclusive. It's the, full of exclusives on the ex- Unfolded Underground. It is, yeah. Um, That's a great name, by the way. Thank you very much. We're definitely calling this episode Unfolded, Unfolded Underground. Underground. That's brilliant. Um, it, it, the other exclusive is that uh, we are setting up our own online merchandise shop uh, that you can access. Uh, not right now. It is not out yet. But uh, in order to kind of reach everybody, because we know people are, you know, maybe not on campus and stuff, uh, to try and reach as many people as possible. Uh, we're going to try and move our merch store uh, online so mm. we can above the fold to the masses, basically. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just it's just another way that we've had to change the way we've, we've done things this year because in previous years, it's been a lot easier to kind of set up shop physically. Uh, physically. For, in, in, in the office and, and have people swing by and collect it. But, you know, being online, it just opens it up all different avenues uh, to, as, to as many people as possible. One thing that hasn't changed, though, and I can confirm, in yet another exclusive, oh. Boris permitting... Boris permitting. The Made in Brunel 2021 Graduate Showcase at the Barge House will be happening. <laughs> you know, I, I really do appreciate the clap, but it feels like <laughs> so... It just it like like like... Wet flannel. Kind it doesn't of just, matter. Everybody mm. else will be clapping at home yeah. with that announcement. So yep. Yeah. But no. Uh, as as event manager, one half of the events management team, anyway, um, can reveal 
that the Graduate Showcase at the Barge House will be going ahead between the 17th of June and the 21st of June. So that's from the Thursday all the way through to the Sunday. So yeah, plans for that are well underway. Uh, we're looking at getting as many projects and as many exhibitors in there as possible to showcase the work that's been done this year. Um, it should it be should, really good. It should be good. I have been to... I've been to one final showcase before. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about yourself. I've been, you been to a, I've been to a couple. You've been to a mm. couple. Okay, so you're more of a seasoned pro with the with the final showcases than I am. I mean, I've just been to one more. It's okay, not, it's not <laughs> like <laughs> I went to um, Futures. I think it was the Futures one. Yeah, that was quite nice. I did. Uh, what did I do? It was Futures and Emerging. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, they're both they're both really cool. Um, the Barge House is a great venue and we've got lots and lots of space. Obviously this year as well, we are going to be joined by Digital Media, Brunel Digital oh, Media, as part of the brand new Brunel Design School. So all you Digimedia nerds out there are going to be overjoyed at the fact that we've got them exhibiting as well alongside us. Uh, so that's also really, really exciting. It's going to be a deluxe final showcase. Show, we're gonna... Showcase deluxe. Showcase deluxe. <laughs> we're, we're, we're trying... I think we're going to try a lot of stuff, to be honest. We are. I, well, I'm hesitant to give too much away. I don't want to give anything away. No, 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 no. Because um, it's, it's, it's super, super cool. And I think it'll be a real real treat, a real surprise for people, uh, the things that we're trying to do. But I'm really excited for it. Yes. Expect big announcements soon. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. It should be good. It should be very interesting. I can't wait for it to get here, to be honest. Yeah. It, it'll, it'll be great to see what people have produced this year and... Even even though there's this kind of perceived lack of, of, of physical like final models, much like how we've constructed this radio out of a couple of newspaper clippings, <laughs> some paper clips and some rather suspicious chains, people have been hard at work kind of where they can in workshops, putting together little prototype sketch models uh, to, to, to try and get that in there as well. It's the stubbornness of designers where if they want to do something, they will try everything to do it um so the models as well for those that have physical models it would be really exciting to see i've actually been making use of stanley in the tower a workshops oh um, right yeah yeah he's he's been absolutely amazing with the 3d printing mm. um he's got an online system set up where you can send in 3d prints and then track the progress and oh, that's cool. notify you when they're done and it's really it's a really good oh, system because cool. so. the, the 3d printing hub or, or whatever they've called it i can't remember that's a new thing this year really isn't it it was kind of like a contingent almost like a covid contingency because it just enables uh like sketch models and rapid prototyping especially if you're using fdm printers which mm-hmm. is what we've got we've got like 20 of them or so yeah they just they, they looked at the size of the room and went we can fit this many enders in there yeah. and then just went down and bought a bunch of enders so why not um yeah i think there's a bunch in there mm. you can definitely get a lot of stuff printed simultaneously I've sent all my development prints in to be printed um, for my major. Mm-hmm. They come out really nicely. So, awesome. big, big recommendation to anybody who's, uh, who's, who's doing major. Big, uh, up, big, up, big up Stan. Big up Stanley. And uh, it's at Brunel Design Workshops. We, we, we Stan Stan. Yes, we do. <laughs> He's going to hate me for saying that. He will. He will. <laughs> gonna to, I'm going to coach him. He's like, can you print something for me? He's going to be like, no. <laughs> no, get find someone else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So, Toby, your events manager, and there's an event I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. which was the Made in Brunel Bake Off that happened. Yeah, that happened over Insta while we were still firmly 
locked in the basement. Yes. And again, I believe it was another Made in Brunel first. I think so, uh, yeah. With, with the Bake Off. Now, I want to call it Baked in Brunel. <laughs> uh, make of that what you will. But I got some pushback from it. So we had to settle on the Made in Brunel Bake Off. Nevertheless, the entries were awesome. They were really the cool. The entries they were, were, so, really good. Were, were so good. We had some super, super cool bakes that came in. I believe we had the sweet and the savoury categories. We so did. People were getting their bake on on both of those categories. I believe uh, Emma Rafferty won the sweet savoury with the most realistic couch I've ever seen. Yeah. I believe it was an Eames lounge. I think so, yeah. Um, and the savoury category was won by Annabelle Hutchings. Uh and I don't know what she baked. I, this is this is a disaster. I, I, I know what she baked. I, I, uh, she baked. Um, honestly, it was my personal favourite. It was a um, it was a folded cheese twist. Um, okay. So it was um, playing on the playing on the fold theme. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was a uh, it was like a cheese twisted a, which yeah, uh, yeah. to be honest, I wanted to eat those <laughs> in the picture. So I, I'm more of a savoury guy anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah, I was rooting for the savory category. I entered the savory category. Oh, did you? Yes, oh no, yes. yeah, you did. You did, did the um, the tacos. Was the tacos? It was a little fajita wrap. Fajita wrap. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Close enough. I was. Uh, uh, it's not as folded, not as relevant as I like, but I made a little stencil that I cut out of paper. So no, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That was quite cool. Um, but uh, but yeah, yeah. Big, big big up those guys. Big up the winners uh, who will be receiving more of the aforementioned mid merch. Mm. Uh, some exclusive Bake Off merch. I yes. think, yeah, uh, which is really, really cool. And also, everyone else that entered, uh, who did a cracking job, um, there were some really cool things that people baked. Yeah. To, to clear up any confusion, by the way, I, I don't think I've said it publicly anywhere, but um, all of the Bake Off merch, or the kind of staple of the Bake Off, uh, was the repeat occurrence of the Made in Brunel spatula, mm. um, which you'll notice it in the... The announcement post. It was in all of the other posts, and it's also on the merchandise. Um, Toby, do you do you get why it's a spatula? Wait, you're gonna have to give me five minutes. Well, maybe not five minutes, but I I refuse to 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 fail this question. <laughs> it's a spatula. Spatulas fold things in. There you go. Is that it? That's it. There you it's go. that simple. There you it's go. It's that simple. Spatulas are used for folding. There you go. So you're a smart, you're a smart one, aren't you? Thank you. <laughs> you witty, witty boy. Um, but no. Uh, moving on from the Bake Off. Yes. Uh, we thought we we thought we'd participate in a little bit of April Fool's shenanigans this year. Yes, we did. Uh, also hopping on the uh, the bandwagon of of cryptocurrencies, mm-hmm. Dogecoin, and and all that jazz. All, all that jazz, <laughs> and we decided to get in on that. We wanted a piece of that piece of that pie yeah with with mibcoin with mibcoin 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 the one and only mibcoin the one and only there's a singular mibcoin that was brilliant that that that's hilarious and just before we started recording this podcast pav revealed that outside of the kind of uh uh like these like posts like the 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 mibma stuff for example outside of those kinds of posts that is apparently one of the most liked posts on the made in brunel insta it is at time of recording i think it has about almost 300 likes which again puts it on par with some of our like competitions yeah, yeah, which is yeah. like the, the Midmus post but other than that if we're, if we're not counting the competition entries that is our most liked post so <laughs> apparently everyone else loves Mibcoin Mibcoin to the moon clearly Mib, Mib, diamond hands baby <laughs> <laughs> 
a tangent I know, but have you been keeping up with the with the with the GameStop stuff? I I saw it when it happened. Yeah. It was all over Reddit. Mm. Uh, obviously, Reddit were the ones that led it. Wall Street bets. Yeah. Um. I I read a couple of posts to kind of understand it. Yeah. It was all about shorting. Mm-hmm. Um. I quickly understood how it kind of worked. Obviously, I didn't get involved in that, but it was just interesting to see everything happen. It's ridiculous. So. It's the it's utter insanity. Well, what I did get involved in though was uh, I did get on the Dogecoin bandwagon. Um, <laughs> are you are you investing in Dogecoin? Oh no, I I did invest in Dogecoin. Um, <laughs> it was quite low anyway. I got in when it was quite low, um, and then I just waited for my money to basically double, and then I cashed out again. So I, I I'm not holding on to it. I'm not waiting for it to go to the moon. I just waited for it to double. I made about seventy quid. So <laughs> my... I'll, I'll take that. You know, it was uh, it's pretty good. It's actually I think it's at an all time high right now Is it? at time of recording. Yeah. Um, so maybe I should have held on to it for longer and I could triple my money, but it's all right. I'm happy right. with my double. <laughs> you're 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 in and out. It's it's yeah. not a problem. But no, the Mibcoin the Mibcoin joke was a was a good one. Uh, we even got we even got a few uh, interested investors. We we did. We um, did. It, it was. I mean, I thought we made it quite clear it was a joke. It was on April Fool's Day. We put hashtag <laughs> April Fools in there. But uh, we still got a lot of messages. Well, I say a lot. I mean, one is a lot oh, to be honest. One. But we got a couple of messages basically that were like, "We want to invest," um, and I think there are still a couple still coming in. Uh, and we must have had one fairly recently. That's it was mentioned to me the other day that it's we ridiculous. got one. But to be fair, the good April Fools' jokes you're easily drawn in by them because yeah. I can I can remember seeing a few in in years gone by from. Bigger, bigger companies than Mail and <laughs> Brunel that have really, really stung people. I mean, just this year, uh, Volkswagen had to apologise because they, they, people thought they were going to change their name to Volkswagen or something. So for their electric cars. For like, for like electric yeah, cars. Yeah. And, and they were like, no, we're not changing your name. We're really sorry. Uh, uh, that was the, that was one that springs to mind. Are there any others that... that you can remember from specifically from this year. Well, it doesn't have to be from this year, but years gone by. Well, well, well I mean, I'll stick to this year. I thought uh, Razor did um, RGB hair dye. RGB that hair was dye. awesome. Um, it was just, it was just people with photoshopped hair basically the the entire day. They just put loads of pictures of that, and it was quite funny. Um, I saw one that was kind of poking fun at Wimbledon. Um, oh, right. Yeah. And Wimbledon, and they're, they're obviously, they're sponsored by Robinsons every year. Yeah. I mean, that's how you know Wimbledon, mm-hmm. because it's got, you know, Robinsons, yeah. and like kind of homage to that, and the black current flavour, they were going to, they were going to turn centre court yeah. all purple. Brilliant. So, and that's, that's an awesome one as well. Um, but my favourite April Fool's Day joke of all time has to be by Google a couple of years ago. It was called Google Cardboard Plastic. Um, right. So Google Cardboard was a, it, it was a kind of thing where you could slot your phone in and you can basically get a VR experience with your phone, kind of like yeah. a makeshift Oculus Rift, which is quite cool. Um, and for April Fool's Day, they released a plastic version, which was completely see-through mm. and you couldn't fit your phone in it. Brilliant. And the idea was that it was actual reality, not virtual reality. So it was just basically like wearing a massive piece of plastic on your face for no reason whatsoever. And, uh, it was it was my favourite one. It's just a bit of fun, and they actually I think they actually sold a couple as well. Ridiculous. Um, so it's really it's really funny. Google Google are a weird company because like they they have some unbelievable chat sometimes, but at other times it, they they can they can miss the mark a little bit. Another example, another big company that do that a lot is is Microsoft. Microsoft, um, yeah. And there's a there's a really infamous um, event that Microsoft did where when they re- when they released the Windows Phone. Yeah. Uh, they held a fake funeral for the iPhone. No way. 
Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. That like I'm deadly. They they they, <laughs> they like they wore like uh, like Windows Phone sandwich boards. Okay. And they had like a hearse. Oh my god. Okay. And it was like this is the end of the iPhone. We're launching the Windows Phone. God, they had and, they had some big balls. And that, <laughs> and that is a, a prime example of someone chatting absolute nonsense like <laughs> there's there's a few photos floating around online because i believe it was all in and around like microsoft campus and stuff but you see these poor poor people dressed in 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 window phone sandwich boards like the big kind of like yeah, boards yeah. that people wear over their shoulders they look absolutely dead inside <laughs> and i mean you look back on it and think oh that's a bad one i mean you've got to you've got to admire the kind of the arrogance yeah, it's in a big that play. is, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I will stick up for Windows Phone. I thought it was good. I think it could have been yeah. better, but no, overall, I think yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, Apple won out. <laughs> yeah, they did. I had a Windows Phone as well. Oh, I thought okay. it was pretty cool. Yeah, with all the tiles and stuff. I, was, I like yeah, this. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good idea. Then they tried to translate it to the desktop windows was it windows 8 it was windows 8 and i've been gone on record in episode 3 saying i liked windows 8 so it's no surprise i liked the windows phone because it matched oh that's true yeah so, i mean i didn't like the desktop it was, it was uh, really weird because it was an interface that worked really well on mobile on mobile but on desktop it was just because it was so different yeah. to, to, to anything else that google had done or anyone anything else anyone else had done people just didn't like it. people just didn't gel with it yeah didn't didn't like it and they went sorry and then went back to like windows 10 what it is now basically yes. yeah <laughs> um i think what's kind of interesting though is that we we kind of we drummed up some attention with mibcoin um mm. and it, it it only took us about an hour and a half to actually do it all <laughs> which is quite yeah it was um alex and i um on an evening we just thought it'd be pretty funny i think it was about a couple of days before uh, april fool's day and yeah. alex was like just come up with a design and mm. he decided to render that and I came up with the copy that went with it and uh, in a, in about an hour and a half we basically put together the entire the entire joke so Brilliant. I'm I'm quite I'm quite proud of us for just yeah. pulling that together so. it was a, it was a very on trend joke because crypto cryptocurrencies are everywhere they are all up as far as I'm aware I mean, maybe bitcoins down slightly but like generally speaking it's it's topped 50k is it ever um, down? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Tesla have announced that they're going to start uh, letting people buy their cars with Bitcoin as well. Don't know if you knew that. I saw that. Um, I saw that. You got Dogecoin as well. Others will follow, I'm sure. Um, I'm just about a million that you just haven't mentioned. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> but one thing that is relatively new and has been gaining a lot of traction is this thing called NFTs. It's actually not new. Okay, well, it's been, but it's been gaining. It's been gaining traction. traction. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's all been in the news recently. It's something yes. that we've missed uh, down here in the basement. <laughs> but yeah, NFTs, non fungible tokens. Yes. Uh, which, I'll be honest with you, I am not a hundred percent on what they are. I think you've got a slightly better. I think yeah. Understanding of what they are. So for the uninitiated. I, really quickly, I, just a disclaimer: <laughs> neither of us are. <laughs> experts in this field we're both novices so anything we say is purely opinion um so please don't take any advice from us um or or, or take this as fact but um essentially we love so, people yes we do we love people yeah um so a non-fungible token um it basically means that you can't copy the token there's only one of it yeah which um is why like bitcoin is so good because mm. there's a set amount 
and you can't copy the token. You can't just have one and then just duplicate it and just make no. a bunch. So, you know, there's only one of each token. Yeah. And it's the same with these NFTs. It's non-fungible, therefore you can't duplicate it. So essentially what, what, what it is in, in our industry and in, you know, in the world of art and design and stuff mm. is, um, you know, you get a piece of artwork or whatever, um, it can it can honestly be anything. It can be a GIF. It can be a video. It can be a, I don't know. And honestly, it could be anything. A three D CAD model, um, and you basically assign it a non fungible token or an NFT, and that basically mints that, seals it, and basically confirms that that's the copy of it. Um, and the, the obviously the cool thing with that is that you can kind of like share it uh, around, sell it to other people, and kind of shift ownership. Um, which is, I think that's why it's it's blown up quite a lot. I think the people is obviously the one that that uh, yeah. kind of spearheaded that, but mm. um, a, a lot of money, wasn't it, for for people stuff? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, for 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 people that don't know Beeple, he's um, a really well known VFX artist who his Instagram is nuts. It it's is crazy, and uh, I think I'm right in saying that he posts like a little. Um, image or sometimes it's a little mm-hmm. gif video thing mm-hmm. every single day every day and he's done it every single day without missing a day yeah for i think the past 12 years yeah i i, I don't know if it's 12 but i know it's a, it's, a long it's, time it's, it's absurd like his, yeah. his instagram is nuts and it's it's wacky wacky crazy stuff yeah and uh he he well, you're right in saying he was the one that kind of catapulted this idea of NFTs into yeah. the, the major headlines because I believe first he ended up selling one of his uh, daily ones for like three million, three million yeah, or something like yeah, that, yeah. which is which is nuts in and of itself. Mm-hmm. And then like a few weeks later, he um, sold like a collage mm. of his. It was like five thousand of them in a collage of his daily daily renders yeah. uh, for like 67, 69 million, something Yeah, stupid. I think it was like 69 million. I was just, damn. <laughs> and that's 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 why as everyone is is kind of paying attention to yeah. it. Um, and another example of this uh, is something I saw very recently, which boggles my mind because it's obviously someone's tried to translate this idea of NFTs and and put it in a, in a uh, applied to a different industry, mm-hmm. and you remember match tax or like Yu-Gi-Oh cards I remember, or yes. Pokemon cards, all these collectible cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking, I had Pokemon Emerald yeah, cards. Yeah. I did. Thinking yeah. specifically in the context of uh, uh, like sports cards, though. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really, really well-known sports cards for like basketball and baseball. You have like first edition Babe Ruth cards, for example, that sell for like two million bucks ago. And, yeah. Like you know, rookie LeBron cards, things like this. <laughs> Um, trading cards always a massive thing. They were when we were younger, anyway. I can remember in the playground, people trading like match attacks with like Ronaldo and Rooney yeah. and, and all these kinds of all the cool kids with the match all the attacks. cool kids with the match yeah, attacks. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we weren't cool enough to be part of that group. <laughs> but um, someone's tried to do it. The idea of NFTs. They've tried to do it specifically with basketball cards. Okay, so I've not what, heard this. So. Yeah, so what they've done is they've set up this this website. And you have cards, but the cards are like five-second clips. So it could be, for example, a five-second clip of LeBron dunking on someone. (laughs) Or a five-second clip of Curry shooting a three-pointer. Or or, or something like this. Or like 
Doncic just like going half the field, like anything. Mm-hmm. And you pay to like own that clip. Okay. Um, like the the clips are like like unique. There's only one of these clips, and there can only be one owner of these clips. Yeah. Um, and the prices they're going for are ludicrous. The thing that gets me as well is they're not even like super super highlight special clips. It's not like ah, <laughs> oh, it's a last ditch uh, shot in playoff finals and it goes in. No, yeah. it's just a random dribble from a random game <laughs> by a random player, and there's like they're going for like two hundred grand. Oh, who who would pay this exactly? Like, and the <laughs> thing is as well, it's not even like you was like you were saying, you know. Things like Bitcoin are, mm-hmm. are there, there can only be so much Bitcoin, right? Yeah. If this isn't even the case because this company are just like, oh, well, we'll release 10,000 of these clips. They'll yeah. just pick some arbitrary number out of thin air and go, there's 10,000 of these. Okay, cool. And then, <laughs> and, and then, like, brilliant. So? And then, oh, there's 5,000 of these. Cool, right? But they're all on YouTube. Yeah, it's a case of like I think it's just a case of uh, of ownership really. Like, you know, you can always go and see these like you can see all the people stuff on his yeah, Instagram yeah. or whatever. And if it's just a case of I want to see the artwork then just go and have a look at the artwork, yeah. you know. Um but it's just a case of saying I own a copy of that and you you know you mm. have that proof in your wallet on the token. But in terms of in terms of paying that kind of money for it, I can understand <laughs> paying money for art. Yes. Like that collage is a a piece of art it's mm-hmm. like a collage of someone's all the work they've done throughout the past however many years i understand why being the unique owner of that would set you back some but from what i can work out the only reason you would buy a five second video of lebron <laughs> james dunking a basketball is to like sell it on yeah for profit because that's something else people do right they, they 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 buy it and then they try and sell it to, to people who, who want it and then they try and sell it to people and what you just get is you get there's a ridiculous cycle of people paying like first a thousand then five thousand then twenty thousand and until some poor idiot yeah like a month later pays fifty thousand pounds for a five second video yeah and they're stuck with it because no one is like, oh no i that's too much for that. Yeah, I'll pay twenty five yeah. for it, but not fifty. Don't be ridiculous. Yeah. Like, there's no artistic or value to to these videos. I mean, it depends how you, you how you view it, isn't it? Because essentially, what what you're trading is you're tra- you're trading the certificate basically for it. It's that's all that's all the token is. It's just to say, hey, I own this, and you're just basically changing ownership constantly. So, you know, if 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 you're into that, if your goal is to have that five second clip because maybe it's your favorite five second clip. Then I, you know, no shame. I have you know if you want to buy that, but I personally wouldn't buy that. It doesn't. I I can't. I can't work <laughs> out. I can't get my head around it. I I do. I I really want to give a shout out though to the way that Beeple has done his um his kind of his everydays because he made a he made a package um like a physical package. Uh, I don't know much about it, but. Um, he essentially made like a frame that was kind of encased in glass and it's just a revolving like kind of photo frame but it's got your the nfts on it that you've bought from him and it's just it's a really cool idea because you can physically display the artwork that you have ownership of 
and that's I think a really cool way of kind of like mm. bringing the collectability into it and mm. serves a purpose. You know, if I've got a little thing on my table that will display the artwork that I've purchased, yeah, I think that's really cool personally. That's a nice way of doing. That's it. That's a nice way of doing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's I mean it's worth shouting out the aforementioned thing I was talking about. It's it's called NBA's Top Shot, um, okay. and it's from what I can gather, it's like an official NBA partnership. Oh, so it's not just some random schmuck with like a super powerful computer <laughs> because it also uses the blockchain as yes. does as does NFTs and as does well, it's like built cryptos yeah, yeah it's all yeah. built on the blockchain so you might not know the answer to this question but mm-hmm. how does like mining bitcoin mm-hmm. how does that translate to something like NFTs so bitcoin isn't nft no. nft is a token that's on the ethereum chain Right. So it's a based on Ethereum token. Okay. Um, but essentially, what mining is is it's when you it basically does a calculation. Yeah. Basically, or it kind of just does the transactions. So that's essentially what the entire blockchain is. It's just a bunch of like GPUs and CPUs sitting in someone's house, just constantly doing calculations. Right. So um, basically, what 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 when you do anything. Um, you basically have to process it with this kind mm. of with this this power somewhere in the world. Someone's doing the calculation sure. to kind of validate your token or validate, you know, your transaction or something. Um, and that kind of leads into the whole environmental issue that you know was going on with NFTs. Yes, because yeah. it does. Power. Yeah, exactly. It consumes a lot of physical energy <clears throat> to do that because to kind of sign the NFT and to transfer it, someone somewhere in some country on their GPU somewhere yeah. is doing that transaction and it's using a crap ton of energy. Mm. Um, so that's where the kind of problem lies. So you know, the MBA partnership could be a company that are literally just using the blockchain. Yeah. They probably don't have a bunch of you know GPUs or whatever. They're utilising the ones that are part of it. And yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, if you think about like the, the, the recent like GPUs, for example, that have come out from uh, NVIDIA, the the the, 30, three, the 300 series yeah, yeah, yeah. um they are some beefy boys like like the like the 3090 it's oh, yeah. not only <laughs> massive but the power supply they they recommend like a 750,000 watt power supply yes, in in yeah, your base yeah. unit which is insane and if you've got like if you're running like dual gpus on something which kind of low end for something like this that easily easily tops up in terms of energy consumption power consumption and this kind of brings everything full circle as to there is a shortage of chips did you know this what of of like processing chips there's just a shortage of processors i did not know this. yes That's so mad. like okay think of what products have been delayed you can't get a 3090 you can't get a 3080 you can't get a ps5 Samsung are about to stop, you know, some of their phones. Oh. The reason is because, <sighs> yeah, exactly. So what happened is last year, COVID happened and everybody went online. So everybody ordered a bunch of computers and yeah. a bunch of stuff that had chips in, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that ran out of all stock of the chips there. Then new console generation, yeah. they need chips for that. Plus all the new phones. Then there's the new graphics cards. So and. and blockchain and mining and everybody's buying those so basically there is a massive shortage of chips right now because everything happened at once to do with putting chips in everything so right now that's the reason there's a ps5 shortage because they can't get the chips to put it in the ps5 this makes so much sense yeah because apple for example yeah they make their own chip. They make their own chips. So it's they're fine they're fine so the iphone 12 not a problem because it's the a14 yeah chip yeah yeah 
Ah, exactly. That makes so much sense. Yeah, there you go. Whereas Samsung, Samsung actually manufacture a bunch of people's chips. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So they actually have like some of their warehouse producing their own chips and someone else's. So, you know, they have to keep juggling which chips they're producing and stuff. And yeah. You know what? Maybe we can get in on this market. <laughs> if we can build a radio out of what, yes. what, what we found in Karis's basement, then if we're down here much longer... We can just we can set up just an entire server. We could, we could, yeah. Get yeah. on, get on, on some of this. What we have to do is a chip, chip making business. Because I think yeah. that's where the money's at right now. Yeah, yeah. We can we can build our own PS Five. Well, right you now. get the potatoes, I'll get a deep fat fryer. Yes. <laughs> so, Bake Off, Mibcoin, NFTs, just about brings us up to speed, really, on what's yeah. been going on both in Made in Brunel and the outside world while while yeah. we've been trapped down here. I suspect um, we've probably got a lot more stuff coming up, but... Wait, wait, um, wait. Uh, uh, what are you doing? Uh, uh, no, nothing's nothing's happening in here. What is that? Uh, no, no we're, we're not doing anything. Is that a radio? That's not a radio. Get back in your box. No, what? no. No, Karis, no, 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 The Made in Brunel podcast was hosted by Toby Crabtree and Paranvir Bachu. It was produced and edited by Paranvir Bachu. I've dismantled their radio, so they shouldn't be contacting the outside world anytime soon. But make sure to follow us on Instagram at Maiden Brunel to find out when the next episode of the podcast is out. Thank you so much for listening. I'll let them out eventually. We'll see you in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs>